0: Good morning, our calendar tells us that uh, the first day of fall would be Thursday, but I'm beginning to believe that it's already here. So, um, let us pray. God, we just thank you for this beautiful day that you've blessed us with. It's a little dreary, but there's still light, and Lord, let us be the light as we go forward and as we encounter each and every person along our path, let us be a light to someone. Father, I just ask that you will come into this space, be present. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. May ears be open and hearts be open to hear and receive from you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So on Thursday, uh, September 21st, will be recognized as International Day of Peace, and churches throughout the world will celebrate or honor it next, next Sunday, but we're going to talk about it today. And so each year, the International Day of Peace is observed around the world on September 21st, and the United Nations General Assembly has declared this day um, and devoted it to strengthening the ideas of peace through observing 24 hours of nonviolence and ceasefire. And never has our world needed peace more. This year's theme is Actions for Peace, our ambition for global goals. It is a call to action that recognizes our individual and collective responsibility to foster peace. And fostering peace contributes to the realization of the Sustainable Development Goals, and achieving the Sustainable Development Goals will create a culture of peace for all. The United Nations Secretary General Antonio Antonio Guterres said, peace is needed today more than ever. War and conflict, are unleashing devastation, poverty, and hunger, and driving tens of millions of people from their homes. Climate chaos is all around, and even peaceful countries are gripped by gaping inequalities and political polarizations. This is a direct quote from the United Nations website, so don't say, I saw that on the website, because you will, because that's where I got it from. All right, so knowing that International Day of Peace was coming up, Naturally, my thoughts were to craft a message around that, and I was thinking that the focus this year was going to be more on world peace and providing opportunities to engage in peaceful practices to promote world peace. However, they are focusing on peace as an individual to lead to the greater picture, and so therefore our message today will follow suit. The title of today's message is Peace Practitioner. As I thought about a sermon title, I kept thinking about the word practitioner. A practitioner is a person, to trying to do this and do this at the same time. A practitioner is a person actively engaged in an art, discipline, or profession, especially medicine. And we are engaged in the art and or discipline of peace. The profession of medicine is a practice. The physicians are practicing each time they prescribe a medicine or routine care or routine of care. It's not because they know it will work. Typically we share or have common symptoms of various diseases or ailments, and they have found that some medicines work best to treat the symptoms. And they also find that sometimes the side effects of some medicines actually turn out to be a good thing for other ailments. And so as I think about that, a particular example I have in mind would be a medication that was prescribed for heart patients actually is a medication that can also be effective for men with other ailments. And I'm going to leave that right there, because this is the PG-13 sermon. And if you want further information, you can see me after the service. Um, but medicine is a practice. Peace-building, peacemaking practices. Therefore, we are peace practitioners, practicing the art, skill, and strategies of peace. So as we move into, the, into today's theme of peace practitioners, Here are a couple of self-reflective questions to ponder. What does it mean to be a peace practitioner? Am I a peace practitioner? And if not, how do I become one? And you may know for a fact that you are a peace practitioner. And if that is you, the question to ponder is, how do I maintain being and remain being a peace practitioner? The word peace has been translated from the Hebrew word shalom. Anybody know how to read that in Hebrew? Okay, I thought all of, oh, oh, see, I knew. Maynard is a man of all kinds of knowledge and wisdom. Um, The word peace has been translated from the Hebrew word shalom, which is derived from the Hebrew root word shalom. Shalom is to be at peace, to be in covenant with peace, to restore, to make whole. And then shalom is well-being, wholeness, completeness, tranquility. I often use the word shalom because it's also a greeting for arriving or departure. And I use it a lot when I'm writing emails, at the, especially in the Christian community, I'll end with shalom. And if I'm talking to somebody outside of the Christian community, I'll just use the word peace. But well-being is to be well, for one soul to be well, to be at peace with oneself. And as we discuss the word peace, Let's take a moment to look at John 1 and 27, where Jesus said to the disciples, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives, and do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. But I was also reminded of the foretelling of Jesus' birth in Isaiah 9 and 6, when it was announced that he would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. If I were to take a moment and study the examples left for us to identify peace, understand peace, and most of all, mimic peace, because after all, we were created in his image and are expected to live according to his statutes, which include living a life of well-being, harmony, and peace. The Prince of Peace was born so that harmonious relationships with God, with one another, and with ourselves would be restored. And so I'm in agreement with Sarah. That last song talked about restoration, and I was like, I'm loving creating me a clean heart, a clean spirit, and all the other adjectives that Liz added to it. Um, the Prince of Peace walked with and amongst all, people from, amongst all people from those that were rich to the marginalized, he interacted with persons of various ethnicities without concern of laws that prevented such interactions. His purpose was restoration and connection for all to see that we are one body regardless of our birthplace. Our place of birth The continent we were born or our ethnicity or our nationality or race can pose a problem or pose a conflict for some that have been taught to dislike individuals because of where they or their ancestors originated. The pigmentation of an individual's skin can create conflict. Some of our behaviors and thoughts were passed down from generations of conflict and horrific experiences that occurred long before we were even born, but the emotions that were felt during those experiences were harbored and some intentionally and some unintentionally passed on to us. We find ourselves in a place of mistrust and or dislike of someone that we don't even know simply because of the thoughts and emotions and behaviors that were passed on to us. We find ourselves at a place of unrest, dis ease, and not at peace. Yet the Prince of Peace came to restore us to one another. The restoration with one another begins when we fully embrace and embody the life and teachings of Jesus Christ, when we fully embody and embrace the gift of his peace. While Jesus walked the earth, there were some, including the disciples, that missed some of the teachings and examples of peace and well-being. And when it was time for Christ to join the Father at the right hand, he said to the disciples, I leave you peace, my peace I give you. My friends, when we find ourselves resting in a state of uneasiness and there is not peace with our neighbor nor with ourselves, we have to reach out to the Holy Spirit to fill us and to guide us on this journey of peace It is not God's desire that we respond to conflict in ways that are unhealthy, unkind, and in total opposition to his word. It is not God's desire that we engage in battle with one another, but that we choose to be peacemakers. Matthew 5 and 6 tells us that those who choose to be peacemakers will be called children of God. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we've chosen to enter into relationship with him. We are confessing that all that we do and say will be, will be because of our faith and trust in his redemptive power. In 2 Corinthians 13, 11 through 14, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians, Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All God's people here send their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Paul's entire letter was a letter of admonishment and encouragement Ever after having spoken with the Corinthians two times prior. The letter was a request to examine their beliefs, their faith, and their behavior as believers and followers of Jesus Christ. The letter closed with a plea to strive for restoration with one another and alignment with their belief and in God. The plea is the same for us today. As believers in Jesus Christ, the greatest command given to us is that we love one another as he has loved us. This is sometimes easier said than done. There are times when we find ourselves at odds with one another. As adult siblings, we may find ourselves disagreeing with one another another over the care of our parents, who's going to do what and when, what's the best plan of action. As neighbors, we may find ourselves disagreeing or being upset with the way our neighbor cuts their grass or leads the clippings in the street or on the sidewalk. As members in the community, we may find ourselves disagreeing with the decisions that city council makes about zoning or the distribution of funds for various programs that could help people get off the streets rather than to give themselves a raise. There are so many things that we may find ourselves upset with one another about and may be guilty of letting some things fester and get old and rot on the inside until it begins to seep on the outside. Friends, when we begin to let those things seep on the outside, we are disturbing the peace, disturbing our own peace and the peace of someone else. We must take a moment to recognize in our lives whether or not we are living and practicing shalom, well-being, wholeness, completeness, tranquility. In John 13, we find Jesus recognizing that his time is near. He proceeds to wash the disciples' feet. When he finishes, he says to them, a new command I give you, love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Here is another statement that is not only one of identification, but one of restoration. By loving loving one another, others will know that we are followers, believers, and disciples. By loving one another, we are connected and restored one to the other. My friends, we have a mandate upon our lives to be peace. We are to make peace, demonstrate peace, encourage peace, share peace, and pass the peace. Peace is more than just confessing that you are a peacemaker. You have to believe in knowing your innermost, deepest part of your inner being in your heart that God is peace and that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, so that when you are suffering and you call on the Prince of Peace, the Holy Spirit answers you and meets you in your time of need. And an example of the Holy Spirit meeting us in our time of need can be found in Psalm 34, verses 1 through 9. Throughout that psalm, God's peace is exhibited. In um, verse 4, David said, He sought the Lord, he heard him, and delivered him from all of his fears. That's peace. Deliverance is peace. How good it feels when we cry out to the Father and he hears us. It's like crying out to your earthly parent when you're hurt or needed assistance, and you call your mom and dad and you hear them say, Yes, what is it? The safety and security in their voice was assurance and disappearance of fear. In verse 6, there was a poor man that cried out. The Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Safety, reassurance. The man no longer had to worry or be afraid because he could rest because God saved him from all his troubles. No matter what the trouble he was saved from, all of them simply because he cried out. That's peace, not having to worry, not having to worry about where your next meal is coming from, not having to worry about being employed, not having to worry about making a mortgage or rent payment, not having to worry about a pending surgery or physician's diagnosis, not having to worry about it because God, because we believe in God's healing power because we believe that he saves us from all of our worries and troubles and makes a way out of what seems to be no way. Verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Verse 9 continues with, Oh, fear the Lord, you saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Fear means to reverence him, to revere him, to respect him. When we reverence, when we reverence the Lord and trust him, we see his goodness and want for nothing. Just as we find in Psalm 23, 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There is nothing that the children of God lack. He desires restoration with us. He desires that we act like David and call out to him. He desires to bless us and grant us peace, but we must do our part. Our relationships are reciprocal. Our God is not the tit-for-tat kind of God that says, if you do this, then I'll do that, but the kind of God that desires that we choose to trust and love because we want to, not just for the return on our investment of time and energy it takes to trust and believe. In our relationships with others, we do certain things because we want them, because we want to. We want them to know how much we love them. We choose to make them happy. Our relationship with God should be no different. We We should choose to make him happy. We should choose to do the things that will bring him joy, such as loving and trusting him, keeping his statues and loving our neighbor as he loves us. In doing this, the peace that will flow in our hearts and out of our hearts unto and unto others, our speech will be different, our actions will be different. We will walk and talk with the peace of God that transcends all understanding. Others will look at us and will want to know, how are you so peaceful? How are you so unbothered by the foolishness that goes on in this world? It will simply be because you know the one that has control over all situations, and when we call out to him on our behalf, on behalf of ourselves, on behalf of our neighbors, and on behalf of our world, things can and will change. Praying on behalf of others and the world are a part of our mandate to practice peace daily. It's my prayer that each of us will be intentional on our spiritual journey to share Christ with others in our daily exercise and our daily exhibition of His peace in our lives. Seek God for peace in, our li- in your life. Ask Him to give you what you need to be demonstrative of His love and peace and begin sharing Him with others. In the words of God found in Numbers 6, 24 through 26, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you. May the Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. I'm going to ask you to join me in a word of prayer. Gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you, O Lord, for being who you are and for being in our presence on today. Gracious Lord, we thank you for goodness, for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you, O Lord, for your Son, the Prince of Peace, who left us this gift of peace. We are grateful for the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, who gives us what we need when we need it. We thank you, O Lord, for your foresight, knowing and meeting our need of a savior we thank you lord for meeting us right where we are oh lord someone stands in the need of a miracle someone stands in the need of a renewed life in you someone is seeking restoration and connection oh god hear our prayers today lord for healing strength and renewal lord strengthen us in our physical bodies strengthen us in our faith Make us strong so that we can walk tall and stand firm on your word and your promises of eternal life. Lord, fill us where we're empty. Some of us are running on fumes because we pour and pour and pour out until we are empty and we don't take the time to refill and refuel. Fill us, O Lord, so that we may continue to pour. Fill us up so that we may pour from the overflow. Lord, hear our prayers today as we pray for our families, our friends, our friends, our church, family, and communities, make your presence known so that we may be examples of peace and can turn our families, communities, and the world around one person at a time. Lord, we seek you now on behalf of those that have prayers embedded deep in their hearts. I ask that you hear and heed to their quiet call to you. In Psalms Psalms 34, you met the need of David. You met the need of the poor man. We believe that you will meet our needs also. And because we know you are our shepherd, our Jehovah-Jireh, all our needs are met. We thank you in advance for blessing us in a mighty way. We desire to be instruments of peace. We desire to be peace practitioners. And we seek to follow your lead as we walk daily the path set before us. We walk As we walk the walk and talk the talk, grant us wisdom so that our words are indicative of our belief and faith, so that the peace of God is evident to all that we encounter. We thank you, God, for the blessings bestowed in those yet to come. Hear our prayer, O Lord, as we crowd in adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. It is with praise, glory, and honor we seek thee and thy blessings upon us. In the name of Jesus we pray, giving you all the glory and the honor. Amen. As I go to my seat, the song of response is, Let There Be Peace on Earth. And as members of the Anabaptist community, this song is a daily reminder that God has created us to be peace. And as you sing along, please allow the words to fill you, to rest within you, to rule and abide in your hearts as you go forth to love and serve the Lord. Peace be with you.